Hi, and welcome to HR Live Podcast. I am Adia Saf. Over the past decade, I worked as an HR expert with founders and managers to lay sustainable HR foundations and develop growth practices for scaling. In the coming episodes of HR Live, I will interview experts from the most promising companies in order to explore and discuss scaling growth strategies from hiring and management, engagement to team building and methods to stabilize massive manpower growth. And now let's get started. So we're on. Michal, how are you? I'm amazing. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming here. So today we have Michal Stone, which is the director of people at Lemonade. And Lemonade, besides being um, such an amazing company that I personally really like, and I really like pink, so this is the main reason, <laughs> but not just that. Um, Lemonade uh, growing very fast, I think, in Israel and also globally. And we will talk about that. I'll talk about a few other things that are very awesome and very unique to Lemonade today. And I think that everybody will appreciate that. Uh, so first, maybe, Michal, you should uh, share what is Lemonade and, and what is your uh, position there? Um, okay, cool. Um, so let's start from the beginning. Um, Lemonade was established by... Um, And Daniel Schreiber and Shai Winninger um, a few years ago in order to change the way think people think and buy even insurance um, and we all think of insurance as something you know very corrupted and very uh, evil in a way yeah um, and we wanted to bring innovation and new things um, to the way people think and buy insurance um, and change the core of insurance um, so obviously technology is a huge part of making insurance awesome again um, but also our business model is completely different from what you used to uh, to do insurance today whether it's renters insurance home insurance pet insurance and uh, soon a car that we're about to launch mm-hmm. um, how is it different the business model is is based on on, on trust and and this is the core difference um, basically our user pay premium and the If at the end of the year um, they don't set a claim their money is going act to actually to a social good that they are choosing mm-hmm. which we call the give back program and you can choose your own cause so you can relate to whatever um, uh, project and an organization that we are supporting and basically this is I think the core of everything we do different because when you think of insurance today you think about all the hustle and everything that you do behind the scenes when you need to set a claim mm-hmm. obviously we run by uh, machine learning and AI and bots and everything is very automatically so a lot of things were um, done um, according to the year that we are on um, and I think that with uh, technology that we brought into this uh, industry that was just like left a mm-hmm. hundred years old uh, no one changed anything and um, I think that we brought a lot of new thing into this area with the disruption we were trying to make in this this industry um, I think that um, a lot of new companies are arising in this field because it's it's a field that no one touched for more than 100 mm-hmm. years and do you ever want to tell us about your position um, <laughs> sure uh, <laughs> so I joined lemonade um, almost four years ago I was the 30th 32nd Um, employee in Tel Aviv um, mm-hmm. globally we were just just below 60 employee um, I was the first um, person on the ground to do anything related to um, 
recruitment and talent acquisition and, and, and almost people because we didn't have any any function like that um, and now and now, <laughs> now it's a good question when, when I joined we had our office in, in Tel Aviv and in New York uh, both being kind of like the headquarters um, and we opened a site in Amsterdam Arizona Dallas and Atlanta mm-hmm. and so these are our offices um, the Atlanta and uh, Dallas office are remote hubs um, but all the rest are um, are, are official offices is that due to covid 19 or it was before that um it was on plan before mm-hmm. that I think that covid definitely pushed us into having more remote kind of uh, work uh, but those positions are more focused on um, customer experience and, and claims experience so these are roles that can be work more remote rather than mm-hmm. just coming into the office I have to say that part of our kind of like core values and the thing that we do um, really well is that people love to come to the office. I think that one of the things that saved us during COVID is that our office was open. Mm-hmm. Even during, you know, the very hard lockdowns, um, we were open. Uh, obviously, with all the regulation and the restriction, we were following everything needed. Mm-hmm. Um, but the office was packed. Um, people um, and wanted to feel that You know one thing in their life is still stable mm-hmm. um, and why do you think that because I think the majority of people really enjoyed not going to into traffic every morning and not really need to be in the office like under the eye of the managers and I'm th- going like really dark right now but yeah I know I'm, I know what you're uh, trying I'm, to say um I think that um there's magic in our office and mm-hmm. I don't know how to articulate it in words. Um, and I invite you um, to come visit in our office and then fill this incredible environment. But we love being with each other, mm-hmm. not just work-wise, um, just hanging out. Um, and we are they're amazing people, not just because you know I hired them and I brought them into <laughs> lemonade. They are incredible people. I think that there's something about lemonade not just being very, Um, new on technology and, and disruptive company and that mm-hmm. matter I think that the fact that you have um, a social impact um, on in, other in, in, in your no no in your core uh, business mm-hmm. and it's part of what we do it brings different kind of people into the into the organization people who care not just about the perfect code the perfect product the perfect design but also about a perfect world in a way mm. so yeah It brings amazing people into our office. Um, people love um, to come to work. I have a question. So you, we started to talk about that, that you were the 32nd employee, and now you are over 900 employees globally, not just uh, uh, Tel Aviv and, and New York. Um, do you think it's harder to get people engaged or into the... lemonade magic once they're remote or once they're not on the same ground as you or in the same country um I think that um every time a new hire joined that I'm working with very closely I'm asking those same questions um, mm-hmm. and I'm always surprised that it, we, the magic still works um, and I think that I have team members that I haven't met in person due to covid and Mm-hmm. Um, and 
I'm excited everything they share with me on a professional level but also on a, a per- personal level um, and I think that even covid brought us even more together in in certain level that you There's no boundaries between work and life anymore. You know, mm-hmm. you go on a Zoom and your kids pop up in the middle of the conversation and you were very serious a minute ago and then you're like laughing with your kids in the background. So our life is, is different and the way you capture every moment, it looks different. So I think that the people in our life and our coworkers became even closer to us. Um, you get to meet your employees different yeah you I get think, to meet people differently I think that in Tel Aviv uh, for sure I think that the fact that the office is open um, mm-hmm. and people can hang out um, and we can pretend in a way that once you enter our offices um, we're in this happy bubble of lemonade and everything is fine and there's in a way no covid no restrictions no quarantine we're in this bubble of like real life and once you go out, You know, you go back to your real life. Um, and I think that's part of the magic. And that's mm-hmm. what kept our employees in the last year and a half sane. Um, and because it was part of a routine that you know where your office is and what you need to do. Um, I, I think it's challenging to, to get to be an, a new employee during COVID. Um, Definitely. And, and I think that um, I have, you know, people in my team that joined during COVID. And as, an, as a manager, I can say that it's, it's challenging to onboard people. Uh, one of my uh, uh, recruiters joined um, a week and a half before we went on the first lockdown. Um, try to imagine, like, how is it to be in, in a position that you have a week of seeing your office and then boom you're moving into a zoom so it's challenging yeah, for two months um, even more more than that I think that the first round was more mm-hmm. uh, um, difficult than the few other that kept um, and how do you think that the magic keeps happens with people that are not underneath you they are farther at their organization I think we really carefully choose who we bring in mm-hmm. and it's really important for us to make sure that they are you standing up for what we believe okay. um, what do you believe in what are the core I, I think it start I think it, even before the values which we we do have and and, and we don't have it written like uh, on the walls and, and posters I think mm-hmm. it's in our day-to-day and in our DNA in a way I think that it start with our leadership um, mm-hmm. both shy and Daniel are are incredibly humble um, and straightforward um, and bold and people that you follow and Um, and I think that they're down to earth. Each and every one of our employee can slack them a message and saying like, I feel this, I think this. Mm-hmm. We are fully transparent with everything we do. Just as much as we are transparent with our customers, we are doing the same with our employees. Mm-hmm. There's no secret. Um, obviously, now that we're a public company, everything is open. Yeah. Um, but all the strategy was always open from day one for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, all the Slack channels are open. Um, so if I want to see what's going on with any department, I just go on to the relevant Slack message and it's there. And if I'm not sure, I'll ask someone and I'll get the answers. Um, and it makes the organization very flat, even though we have some sort of a hierarchy as, as we grew. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes you feel like we're all connected. Um, and I think that we are also in a part of like, you know, When you scale um, and you see the bigger picture and you understand what is your purpose in this, um, no matter if you are recruiter, 
content writer, an illustrator, a developer. We are all part of this huge organization that is doing something incredible. Um, and every time we launch a new product or we do something, I feel like I wrote the code almost. Um, because when we um, launch um, Germany, which is our first um, country outside of the U.S., mm-hmm. um, and it was significant for us to, to have a product that is, you know, in a different language, in a different um geographical area, culture, everything that has to do with that. It was almost writing a new product. I felt like I was part of, you know, creating creating the um, the EU product because, you know, I opened the EU Amsterdam. I hired the first people on the ground in Amsterdam. So even though I didn't write the code, I didn't design the product, I didn't do anything related to that, the day we pressed the button of saying, like, we're live Mm -hmm. in Germany, I was, like, almost in tears when we did that. Um, I think that it's not like you you almost wrote the code or you almost uh, did a product. You created the team that did that. You created the team on Germany, if you have one. Um, so you are part of the product, definitely. <laughs> There couldn't be a product without the people behind that. There is... I think, and, and and when I said magic earlier, I, I talked about our people. I mm-hmm. think that's the magic. Um, I was so scared when we had to open the new office. I remember, you know, Shai and Daniel said, like, Michal, we, we're thinking of opening a new site in, in Europe. Um, let's open a site in Amsterdam. Let's hire a few people. And they were like, can you do that? I was like, yeah, sure, let's do that. <laughs> and I closed the door and when I walked into my room and I was like, holy shit, I have no idea. <laughs> How we're going to pull this off and how I'm going to find the right people in Amsterdam and how it's going to work and mm-hmm. freaking out. Um, and then and what, what's after freaking out? Started to be productive and started <laughs> working and like looking for people that might be relevant for the role we were looking for. Um, and the minute I found that person... Um, I, I fell in love with her via LinkedIn. Like I, I knew she was the one. Um, and it took us a while. It was before COVID even. It took us mm-hmm. a while to meet, obviously, um, mm-hmm. until, you know, she came to Tel Aviv. And, um, and I'm in love with our Amsterdam office. I was so scared. And there are incredible. And I always feel like they're almost a duplication of our Tel Aviv office. And, and they're in a different, you know, geographical area. Yeah. They're a different culture, different languages. Everything is different. Um, and they're still lemonade makers. Um, they get to the same thing that I need. They're hard workers. They're empathetic. Um, they, they're the same. Um, and I think that once we launched that office, I became much more of a, a believer that we can do it anywhere. Um, as long as we bring the right people in mm-hmm. and we really carefully choose those people, uh, once you get the right people in, you're, you're good to go. Um, You have I the engagement, you have everything you need in order to succeed. So I want to take you to something that you said at first, that the main thing that you have with your clients is trust. Um, do you see it inside a company? Is it something that you have with the employees, something that you can say, okay, this is something that we tick by? Um, I think it's, I think I said it earlier, I think mm-hmm. um, it's, it's tripled down all the way from our leadership until the last employee that was just hired yesterday. Um, I think that we trust our employees to build this amazing product. And mm-hmm. we, if I told someone that I need their help, um, they will stop and come over and, and see what I need. 
even though it might be something stupid or it might be something very major. But like, if I'm asking for help, someone mm -hmm. will uh, appreciate, you know, my time and their time and, and we'll find a way to figure it out. Um, I think that trust is, is, is part of who we are. Um, I think that um, being very transparent and very uh, straightforward in the things that we are doing um, is definitely um, the way we work. Um, in terms of like talent acquisition and and um, and recruitment hiring. and hiring in general, we trust each other to make the right decision. Uh, mm -hmm. When hiring manager give we're sitting together and working on the job description, in a way they trust me and I trust them to bring the right people. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to do an engineering um, evaluation uh, more than uh, than <laughs> what I know today, a <laughs> uh, very basic uh, coding level, but. Um, I trust them to have a fair um, evaluation when we do that. So I think that there's a lot of things that related into trust um, mm -hmm. and everything we do um, in our day to day is, is related to those core values. Um, I also want to talk about a bold move that you did uh, with the product nights. Uh, okay. I was like, okay, that's, okay, that's what you're I talking surprised about. You? <laughs> no, no, no. I was like, okay, bold, but I was like, okay. Um, okay, yeah. Product night, definitely one of my uh, my babies lemonade in a way. I, I'm, I'm super proud. I think that this is something that um, I started almost three years ago. Um, and it came from a frustration and, and a lot of challenging mm -hmm. uh, moments in, that we had. In hiring. In, in hiring. I think um, I'll give some background. Um mm -hmm. Our product is a B2C. We have customers at the end, um, and the ecosystem here in Israel is, the majority of it is B2B. Mm -hmm. um, so we don't have enough uh, talented people, unfortunately, that know how to build consumer brand. Experienced people in B2C in product. product. Yeah. Development. Um, and our product is also very unique mm -hmm. in what we're doing. Um, it's from one side very complex in terms of technology and AI and machine learning and a lot of things that needs to do on that matter of, of, of the spec of the product itself, um, but also a delightful experience for our customers and, and beautiful product. If you haven't uh, checked it out yet, go check it out because it <laughs> is beautiful. Um, and it's very rare to find talent. Um, and it took me very long time to figure out that we're, we're, we're hitting a wall in terms of like we're, we're not finding the right talent. Mm -hmm. um, and even when I saw great CVs, um, when they came to do kind of like interviews or even to do the Lemonade Challenge and to evaluation, they were not great, even in, in the task itself. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, we need to do something different. And I was able to convince um, our VP product um, to give me a shot and to try something different. And this is what we did. We, we, we created um, a quick and very different kind of a hiring process, mm -hmm. uh, which we called a Lemonade Product Night. And what we did in that session is we tried to bring a variety of candidates into the pipeline. And to give them a chance, a fair chance, people from all kind of backgrounds, um, B2C, B2B, uh, project management mm -hmm. in a way, people that were product designers, all, all range of uh, so, roles. Like the main thing here, the first thing that you establish is, is to open the door to people that usually wouldn't go through the screening phase. Like um, you yes, yes, we, we definitely uh, were looking for 
unique profile. We were trying to see if the classical profile is not really working, mm-hmm. let's try a different angle. Mm-hmm. Um, so we opened the pipeline for different kind of candidates. Um, we didn't lower our standards. We were not compromising on anything that was important to us, but we were trying to be a little bit more open-minded of who we're going to bring. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were able to bring a group of very diverse candidates into an event that we created. Um, at around 70 people um, uh, passed kind of like the screening process, and, and we ended up having something at around 47, I think, people arrived mm-hmm. to the first event. And before that, how did you manage to, to bring Pipeline to the event? I'm guessing that it wasn't like an open-door event, so you need still to screen people and see, like, okay, I want that person to come. Um, exactly. So first of all, obviously, we used our entire product team and our entire engineering, mm-hmm. and, and the team at Lemonade was just, like, you know, posting this everywhere on social media, mm-hmm. and we were pushing it uh, through all the cha- relevant channels. Um Top funnel wasn't the issue. I think that once we, we got too many, uh, to be honest, I had to close the position after four days because we were just like swamped with too many CVs. Okay. And some of them were just like not relevant whatsoever. Um, and and um, as I said, at around 70. So what were the main criteria so people could come to the product night? Um, I think that we were looking for people who built product um, in mm-hmm. different areas and different levels. Um, from different angles. Um, so we had people that, as I said, came from an engineering um, background, people that came from design background, mm-hmm. um, but they were passionate about building things from scratch. Um, and, and the event itself, um, Gil, our, our VP product, was um, talking about our product. We're mm-hmm. just like going slide by slide and showing things that were not Um, you know, open to the crowd um, yeah. in, in some levels. Like give them an inside look about yeah. the product. And our challenges and things that mm-hmm. we are that are working and things that are just not working. Mm-hmm. It was a very honest conversation of a product. Um, and after that, we had a group sessions uh, with, led by our product managers. Mm-hmm. And once again, it wasn't lemonade oriented. It was more of like product. product and yeah. it was more of a, like a product kind of like Guild talking about, you know, their amazing product in, in, in the industry, not just, you know, Lemonade. Um, so let's share our uh, passion to product. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that after that, um, everybody felt very comfortable. It wasn't like, oh, I'm being screened or people are looking at me. Um, they're writing notes. It was a chilled night. There were pizza. Mm-hmm. There were um, wine. It was like cool um, place to be at. Um, and I think that the people that came to the event uh, from the feedback we got felt honored that they're part of like a product um, group of people that were chosen not from a screening point of view from like a connection and I think that a lot of them kept in touch for a while uh, after mm-hmm. that event um, and from that group of people all of them got to do the lemonade challenge um, unlike before the candidate would come to an interview um, they wouldn't necessarily get there to do the task because they failed on the interview mm-hmm. we gave the chance for everyone um, so something like around 40 people got to do the task itself I think 42 submitted at the end mm-hmm. um, and it was a very massive you know work for us we had yeah. a week um, to receive all these tasks it was a very much of a project management in terms of like you're doing this you need to Um, great it and it was very systematic in terms of like the work we'd done behind the scenes 
And you also told me that you were very committed to give to each person a personal feedback from the product manager so he could learn what what happened at his desk like what he's what is he thinking about his desk exactly I think that one of the things that is was really important for me is that if we want to give people a fair chance mm-hmm. I want to give them a fair feedback, feedback on, on what they have done mm-hmm. um, I um, you know after four years being eliminate I know how product um, task look like I know how to grade them without being a product manager almost mm-hmm. um, but I wanted the people um, that invested time and effort in those tasks to get real feedback from our hiring managers to say um, the design that you put on, on the task wasn't good enough the spec the the insight the data that the thought like mm-hmm. I want people to go back and to realize why they failed um, until today there are a lot of uh, feedback that given by our hiring managers and a lot of the recruitment process that we're doing. Um, at, at the end of the day, we were able to hire, um, in the first round we did, two product managers out of mm-hmm. that event. Um, and the recent one we did just after COVID, um, we ended up having six uh, wow. new product managers starting in October, which is super exciting for us. It's the biggest group we ever had. And all it was of them really, product managers. All of them product managers. obviously different levels um, but I think that um, it helped us a lot um, in terms of like the product hiring mm-hmm. um, definitely um, in terms of like the volume of the people that were able to come in and to increase kind of like a pipeline but I think that it did a good service to our product um, impact outside and inside mm-hmm. of lemonade um, so the product managers and lemonade felt um, that they can contribute to the hiring process and and feel that Um, they can see kind of like the behind the scenes yeah and 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 I think that from a candidate perspective you know the product uh, guild of lemonade was hard um, and we also got a lot of um, CVs for senior uh, product managers so we were able to hire two senior product manager on top of the six that we hired that were not seniors wow so, great. I wanted to ask if the people that you hired do you think that if they were sending their CV they wouldn't go into the screening or if I'm being 100% uh, <laughs> honest some of them would fail on screening um, because I think that also in that process what do you get is establishing really um, I don't want to say like strong but but really a professional product uh, team, like inside the industry, you like put the product team into a position where people can know what they are doing and look up to that and get to be in touch with them. So it's not a secret anymore, but it also like it gives you a, ser- a service, okay? This is what we do. And now people know. Yeah, I think so. I think that we were able to bring um, a lot of... Um, great candidates into the pipeline that might have slipped our screening process uh, if we didn't have the product night event once again we didn't compromise on anything mm-hmm. um, I think that once you do a, a regular screening process you're very precise on job description and look for different things and here we were just more open-minded and I think that um, in the first time we did it I was like holy shit I really hope it's gonna <laughs> work um, it was like You know where we're talking about trust at the beginning yeah they trusted uh, you they trusted me and I was like it really needs to work um, but it worked and and it's part of the you know things that I'm really proud that we were able to do and it's 
it became like a tradition. So people are asking mm-hmm. when is the next product night event is going to happen. Was it like hard to convince the managers to, to do that? Um, like managers are, you know, they're very different from one another. There are some that were very cynical, some that they're mm-hmm. like, let's take it very seriously. They had a grading system, like they were ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we're just, so it's, it's different. Um, I can say Because that- Because there is lots, uh, like you put a lot on them. They have to be in the product night, they have to lead a group, they have to be very open and social and to be honest and to share information. I think you just sum up like what is a lemonade maker is. I think the magic that I was talking mm-hmm. about in the people, that's what makes us different. Um, the people at Lemonade are not just coming for work. They're coming for the whole package. We're doing mm-hmm. things differently. Our hiring manager are not hiring manager You know that are just asking the hiring uh, process from the side and just interviewing once a week and that's it they're doing the recruitment process end to end they care about top funnel they care about whatever happened during the task they would give feedback um, they will you know chase after my sourcing team my, my talent <laughs> acquisition specialist saying like hey I had I didn't have an interview last week um, I'm, I have some free time when is the next interview what's going on I feel like uh, we might be behind oh what, like what happened to that candidate like they're very much involved mm-hmm. um, and I think that it's part of um, as I said from our culture um, our hiring uh, strategy is done a little bit different from a lot of places we do um, the hiring managers and and definitely the the leadership is, is definitely more involved than previous places I used to work at mm-hmm. um, even to a level that and that's something that is very unique to to lemonade and um, I know that a lot of talent acquisition will be shocked but the, <laughs> the, the hiring managers are the one that are giving the offers to the candidates um, They're the one who will be in the negotiation. Mm-hmm. Um, they will be the one that will raise flags and there's something wrong going on in the offer stage. Mm-hmm. But there will be one in the relationship at the end of the process. And I think that it's so beautiful because it connects the employee, the future with employee, his, yeah, with, with his, his manager. manager. Yeah. Um, I don't want to be the negotiator in twin, mm-hmm. in between those two people that are going to work side mm-hmm. by side. in a week from today or a month from today yeah um, the hiring managers are going to be the future managers of that person um, and, and that means that be... everything is transparent like exactly. all the conditions and the stuff that are negotiated so no secrets here which is super important I and, agree. And, and also I think that if someone is unhappy with the offer we gave and they're negotiating I don't know different terms it can be related to to compensation itself mm-hmm. like the package with the, the salary the equity or it can be things that are related to other perks that we provide and I think that if the manager is aware of that um, it's something that is going to be part of that employee's journey um, so right. if someone is unhappy with a salary we're gonna change it maybe in the first review if needed mm-hmm. if we need to change um, the title like there's a lot of things that um, can be discussed based on what happened in the negotiation part yeah um, and I think, I think that that's that the, um, the employee journey starts at the hiring process everything is there like if you give him the, the opportunity to talk about that he will say what he needs what what is ambitions what he wants how much he wants what would be like you good enough and what will be amazing and what he wants next like what is next frame salary wise uh, position wise 
Uh, that's why I like hiring. You, you get everything. Like this is how the process work. You want them to say everything, and they really want to say everything. So I think it's super important that I, the manager will be part, part of, of that. I think that's part of being very transparent. Is that the hiring manager sees everything, mm-hmm. and they can get you know from the way people send back their task, mm-hmm. um, how quickly, how slow, um, how precise, how much time they put in it, how much effort. Um, was a sloppy kind of job. Um, mm-hmm. We know that they can do better than that. Um, there's a, they, did they QA whatever they sent, whether it's um, um, a code that they need to check that is actually working or, I don't know, uh, they wrote something in content that they QA whatever they do. And even when I hire talent acquisition specialists for my mm-hmm. team or sourcing, you can see the different uh, tasks I'm getting back. Um, You, you can see that reflects in the first mm-hmm. review that you're doing to the people that you hired. So I think that the hiring manager involvement in, in, into our hiring process is super critical to eliminate success at the end. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, the talent acquisition specialist um, is really important in identifying the right talent and making sure that we are bringing the right people into the process. But at the end of the day, we couldn't do it without the The, the professionals and the people that are actually working day by day with those potential candidates and petition employees of lemonade mm-hmm. um, great um, thank you for that that was super interesting um, I want to talk next about uh, another thing that you have at lemonade which is the makers project or incubator squad make squad. squad yeah and <laughs> um, yeah with all these names outside um, <laughs> Yeah, so um, Makers is, is, is also uh, something very similar to what we did uh, in the product event. But I think that maybe we should and, say what is Squad at Lemonade. Okay, four years ago when we started Squad, it was something that I had to explain. I feel like the ecosystem now knows it. More mature it. and knows it. Um, so, y- yes, it's this very similar to the Spotify model. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, we are working in a Squad environment, meaning that the Squad um, has everything in order to be efficient. It has developers, it has product manager, designers, if needed, uh, content writer, key ways, mm-hmm. everything in order to move forward. Um, and with that structure, we have tribes and we have companies, so it's, it's very uh, um, um, organized. Mm-hmm. The Maker Squad is, is a project that we started um, um, almost, uh, I think, uh, two years ago was the first uh, round. Um, once again, we were trying to... To think outside of the box and, and find engineers in, in different levels and, and um, to bring not just senior backend developer or senior front-end mm-hmm. developers um, to open the range um, to, to people that are not senior necessarily. But was it aimed to solve a problem that we are missing talents or it's very hard to bring talents? Like um, engineering talents? I, I think that Lemonade at that time was more mature. Um, mm-hmm. to absorb people that were just like not the senior. And yes, we were having troubles like everyone mm-hmm. in the ecosystem to find the right talent. Um, and because we didn't want to compromise on, on the people that we bring in, uh, we were looking for people that were right, but were just missing a few skills or mm-hmm. things that we, we said, okay, we are going to invest in you time and effort to get to the point where we need. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where the makers started. Uh, we brought in a group of people that all started the same day. Mm-hmm. Um, all engineers, 
um, that has an engineering background um, that were not juniors, uh, but they were not senior enough um, yeah. to our level. They all started together, and basically they get a support um, from a team lead um, that sits with that team. They get all kind of tasks from other squads. But actual tasks. Actual tasks. Like they get involved in real code and real solving problems. Not just uh, bug fixing. They're Mm -hmm. doing features, and they're part of whatever the company uh, is focused on. Um, But it's, it's just smaller pieces of the puzzle mm-hmm. um, with a lot more guidance and it was amazing and they were able to have an onboarding that was a bit more structured and we were able to you know monitor whatever they were doing mm-hmm. and once we felt each and one of them are ready and it was an individual thing it wasn't okay November 3rd you're moving yeah. on a personal basis it was just like okay you're ready you're gonna be moving into a squad um, I think that two, two years later, we are now much more structured in, in the way we do things. Um, when they joined uh, the Maker Squad, they're already going to be able to know which company they're going to be part of. Um, so they're getting specific tasks that are relevant to the, what they're going to do in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's much more organized in that matter. I think that the first group was just like more of an experimental kind of uh, squad. Um, but it's amazing. I th- Today, every engineer that starts, no matter if it's a director of engineering, mm-hmm. team lead, um, or senior, they start at they the all start at the makers, squad. even for a week, mm-hmm. um, just to get this into like um, the people we bring are the right ones. I'm thinking about those two examples. Both of them are very bold, very unique, um, very creative. Also, like I'm, I'm guessing that it was after long time hours of thinking and talking and thinking what would be right for us and maybe trying different stuff and then coming all together with those uh, solutions that are good for lemonade um, like in general perspective on hiring today uh, do you think uh, those kinds of uh, skills needed today as a recruiter as a hiring person even as a manager? That well, needs being, to bring being bold product. and being creative. I, I think being bold and being creative is part of, you know, what makes Lemonade what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that I have the freedom of getting wild. I love mm-hmm. that we talked about trust. Uh, you know, in a way, Shai and Daniel gave me the trust of, like, Michal, do your magic, go wild. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, yes, there are boundaries, and they were like, okay, this is not cool. Um But the majority of the time, I get green lights to ideas that I bring into the table, and... and We encourage our employees to go wild and to mm-hmm. be bold. Um, we have a secret project that is part of who we are. The secret project is, is something that our employees can create things that can help our day-to-day. Okay. It can help other people's day-to-day and improve our life. Some of them related to our product and they are integrated into things that mm-hmm. we're doing in Lemonade today. And some of them are ridiculous things that just make us happy okay. or help like- us improve our productivity. Um, and, and I think that it, it keeps our employees not just sharp on what we're doing on a day-to-day developing this mm-hmm. cool product that changed the way people think about insurance. It makes us sharp on, like, everything we do. Everything I do, I think, I was like, why is it done that way? Okay. Um, I'm sitting in a restaurant. I was like, who created this, like, menu that is, like, no one QA. There's so many <laughs> spelling mistakes. Like, in a way, this is the way I think of life. I want to mm-hmm. make sure that everything we do is, is done for the fullest, in a way, but also being 
very creative and bold to do things that are outside of the box. And yes, the product nights and the man and the makers squad is, is different um, because the way th- we do things at Lemonade are mm-hmm. different. Different is better than better. This is the <laughs> way we think at Lemonade. It, this is the only thing you can find in our meeting room. Different is better than better. Okay. Um, and it's what we do on a daily basis. I don't want to do a generic hiring process. Mm-hmm. I want to have something unique in everything I do. So people will come to that process and say, okay, this is weird, cool, exciting, scary. Different. But different, but <laughs> I want to do that. Um, a lot of people ask me about the product event. It's like, wait, 40 candidates mm-hmm. that are coming to an event, they're all looking for jobs. They might know each other. Mm-hmm. They might come from the same company. Um, it, it can be a discreet process because they're coming, you know, very open, open. Um, and I said, if you're bald, you'll come to you'll this come. event. And mm-hmm. it's one of the screening. Like if someone says, well, I want to come on, a, on a, an 8 o'clock interview and no one is in the office and no one can see me. And I was like, this is not bold. This is not what I'm looking for when I'm looking for a lemonade maker. So, yes, in, in my team, I would ask, would you come to this event? If I see the hesitation, I was like, oh, not sure. Like, But it's the fact that they hesitate, but they think about it. And then they say, "Okay, yes, I'm willing to, you know, take the chance. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of people I'm looking for. And mm-hmm. this is part of who we are. Um, so I think um, it's part of Lemonade Makers. And it's definitely part of the people I'm looking for in, in the people I'm hiring. But also specifically in my team, I'm looking for people that are thinking out of the box. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking for recruiters that are just very generic phone mm-hmm. interviews, um, face-to-face interview, and that's it. I want them to think about, like, where are we going to find the best illustrator that mm-hmm. is going to join Lemonade? Where is the best product manager um, sits right now in the world? Um, and that's when when I had to grow the team, when I was, you know, one, and I had to scale Lemonade. The first person I brought on the ground wasn't a talent acquisition specialist. I brought a sourcer mm-hmm. because I really believe that you need to be strategic in your hiring. Talent acquisition specialists are the machine that they, they do the magic. Mm-hmm. They know how to run the show. Um, and I couldn't have done it without my incredible team in that matter. Sourcing is a strategy. Is is the, They think of what we need mm-hmm. and they should be almost a year ahead in terms of planning. And that's what we try to create, to bring pipeline that is more accurate to what we need and to predict what will be our needs in a year from today. Mm-hmm. Um, when I had to open the Amsterdam office, like we, we talked before, I did the sourcing by myself. I wanted to get to know the ecosystem really well. To get to um, know the ground. Without having any headhunters, mm-hmm. any outsource of like companies that would help me. I wanted to understand what is the European market mm-hmm. look like before I would bring anyone to help me. Okay. Um, and I think that that's part of our strategy to understand what is going on in each and every field we are looking mm-hmm. for, whether it's uh, um, claims adjusters in, in, you know, that are working on claims or it's, it's uh, a content writer that is working on our product or it doesn't matter. I need to understand where they're coming from, what makes them happy, what their motivation mm-hmm. and, Sourcing can do that with understanding kind of like the ecosystem and mapping what's out there. Isn't it hard to look that much further? Like sometimes or not sometimes, I feel that in a startup mode, uh, which I feel Lemonade is still like on a startup mode. Totally. Moving very fast. Things change a lot. 
Sometimes I feel I can't like give a plan to year ahead. I can only do of- that like, I don't know, three months ahead. I think that in a lot of cases you're right. I think we can predict a lot of the things we're doing. The roles itself won't mm-hmm. change. I still mm-hmm. need developers, whether they're going to be called full stack or senior backend developer front end or they're dealing mm-hmm. with React or whatever uh, language that will come in a year from today. It doesn't matter. I need engineers and I need designers and I need product managers and I need people to do growth and I need to do people to do SEO and, and PPC. And like, mm-hmm. I need those people to do claims and, and people to do pricing and under... I, they so I won't can change. mark. I can mark the main pillars that I still gonna exactly. need to and hire. That's exactly maybe that would be like thirty people, maybe hundred, uh, maybe even more. But I know the main pillars uh, of the professionals that I'm gonna need. Exactly. So, so I th- can work on that. This is exactly what I did. I mapped mm-hmm. kind of like the important roles of Lemonade, and I said, okay, these are not gonna be changing. These are evergreens for us. Mm-hmm. These are evergreens that are super difficult for us. And these are the roles that I'm going to be focusing on. Um, and yes, we made mistakes. Some of them are probably more difficult or less dis- difficult than we mm-hmm. thought. But at the end of the day, when you have a strategy and you understand that these are the pillars that you're going to be focusing on, it's easier for you to predict and it's easier for you to hire. It doesn't make our life easier. We reach out to those, those people. Sometimes it's a relationship that takes mm-hmm. a year or two. Um, and even longer, um, we just had um, a director that joined um, a few months ago, and I was in a relationship almost with him for almost four years, mm-hmm. ever since I joined Lemonade. Um, so you need to have faith yeah. in sourcing. It takes a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the end of the day, you need to be like, I think it's a great example that four years ago, you were managed to identify a person that will be A right match for with the right skills for a lemonade and to build a relationship with him I, I need to check the numbers to be really <laughs> correct but um, we have um, a significant amount of people working today at lemonade that mm-hmm. used to be past candidate mm-hmm. meaning that they failed in their first round okay um, we kept in touch mm-hmm. because we said you know the It wasn't the right timing. It wasn't the right team. It wasn't, we were smaller, I, I don't know, all kinds of reasons. And, you know, as a recruiter, you, you finish the phone call with uh, Kennedy. You say, we'll keep in touch. And they're like, yeah, sure, we'll keep in touch. And they hang up the phone and they don't trust you. Going back <laughs> to trust. To the people that I know that will be in touch, I, keep, I really keep in touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're and working for us. And how do you us. do that? How do you keep in touch with a person you just told him, okay, not now, which is super frustrating because he did the task. He came to in interviews. He put efforts in I, that process. I think that one of our values is, is customer obsessed, and I think that it's the same in terms of our candidates. Mm-hmm. Being transparent and being honest with them and saying, like, listen, it was amazing, and your task was amazing. We're not ready for you. Um, you need a director level, and we don't have a director right mm-hmm. now. Or... Um, you're looking for a role that we don't have existing or we have a role existing but we just hired someone and I'll call you and we'll have another one open like there's a lot of things like that and I, I can tell you that people for example in our product team we had someone that she did the task and she failed in the first round and she applied again and we were debating whether or not to give her the task because the interview were really good mm-hmm. and she asked She said, "I'm embarrassed with the first version I sent a year ago. I want to do a re uh, wow, a reversion of it." 
And Tilted, she's obviously uh, one of <laughs> one of us right now. But like, I think that the fact she said it wasn't a good level a mm-hmm. year ago, and that we were open enough to say, you know what, she failed last year, but I want to give her a call to see what happened that year because we remembered her. Yeah. Um, it's a different kind of process. And mm-hmm. we have it in the engineering. We have it in, in product. We have it in growth. Um, I think that's amazing that you felt comfortable reaching out again. Because most of the people would say, okay, I'm embarrassed. I, I, I didn't do something that was that great. And okay, I blew it up. <laughs> But that's, Next. <laughs> b- that's being bold and mm-hmm. honest at the same yeah, time. Yeah, she was being really bold and honest and with self-awareness. Okay, it wasn't a great job. And it's also up to kind of like the talent acquisition team to say, mm-hmm. you know what? Sometimes we make mistakes. We're humans and it, it's okay. We're, there are too many people in the process sometimes. Um, we made maybe the right choice or the wrong one. Mm-hmm. Um, we remember you. Do you want to give it another chance? Yes, no. Let, let's like we're, we're, we're in the same boat that we're looking for uh, employees just as much as they're looking for a job. Great job. Yeah. And if we all understand that that we have one goal to make you know this world a better place with the amazing product we're creating, then then why not? You learned so much in a year, definitely in a year like this, when people were stuck at home, had the chance of like mm-hmm. think of what makes them happy. Um, and sometimes they're stuck in a work that they're just like not happy. They're getting a great salary maybe, they're having this amazing titles. Um, people come to Lemonade sometimes for, um, in a way, a downgrade um, title. Mm-hmm. Um, because they, they say, I don't want to be VP engineering. I want to write code. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm great at. For some reason, I was like, you know, in, in the start of the grew very fast and I was the second employee and I turned out to be the VP engineering. I don't want to do that. Let me touch the code. Let me mm-hmm. make awesome things here. With technology, I don't care about titles. These are the people we love. I want people to be very honest with us mm-hmm. and what their motivation so I can find them the best fit within Lemonade to make them happy. So then when they wake up in the morning, With COVID or without, you know. <laughs> Hopefully it, without. No, without, you know, <laughs> without the disease, just like with COVID in terms of like being around us. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter. I'm happy in my day-to-day because I'm in this amazing work that makes me um, fulfill my dreams and, and accomplish whatever I do on a daily basis uh, because of, you know, the people I'm working with and, and the people that are around me. Mm-hmm. So, Michal, we're almost, like, at the end of our time. You wouldn't believe it, right? It, it was really... <laughs> so, I have, really like, really the uh, stage of uh, quick questions. Uh, so, we got to that. So, I want to ask you, from all the stuff that you are doing and you deal with, and from all the stuff that we talk about, um, what do you like the most? It's going to be cheesy, but the people. Great. <laughs> Next one. What do you think we need right now as HR and hiring people and recruitment manager, talent acquisitions managers? Hey, what do we need? We need a vacation um, <laughs> and some time off uh, from um, this uh, very difficult year and a half. Um, joke aside, um, mm-hmm. I think that people need to be professionals in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be very honest and I'll say that a lot of um, our ecosystem in terms of like the HR um, is people that 
got into this field with like not being really sure what this means. Mm-hmm. And we hold a very significant impact in, in what we do. Um, When people companies lives. won't yeah. be able to grow without the right people team. And we have a lot of responsibilities under our shoulders. So I feel like, um, I feel like it's up to us to make a difference and, and to be very professional in what we're doing, being very empathetic and understand mm-hmm. like that we are dealing with people, but being very professional in terms of like strategy and planning ahead and dealing with data and understand that we are sitting um, with At stakeholders, yeah. with, with people that speak sometimes a different language than us. Mm-hmm. Um, we care about like emotions and how people react and, and what is the things that are going on behind the a lot of the processes we're mm-hmm. doing uh, while people are talking about numbers and performance and 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 it's important to have the conversation aligned mm-hmm. um, so you need both of them exactly mm-hmm. and if you need to describe what you do in one word I make people happy amazing and I want to ask you another question uh, how would you summarize our talk like if you need to give it a title The magic behind growing <laughs> businesses, maybe? Growing sc- magic behind scaling? I thought about different, yeah. different things better than better. Today we had Michal from Lemonade. And I think that we started to talk about magic and people. And we went through bold moves and creative moves. And we got back to the magic and people. And I think that the main title will be different is better than better. Because overall is, is to be lemonade. <laughs> and I think we got to capture that. So thank you, Michal, very much. It was amazing and very, very, very mind-blowing for me and hopefully for other people. And if you feel that other people will enjoy listening to that, so please share that with them. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Adi. It was amazing. <laughs> thank you. Thank you.